What is up, my brothers and sisters, my agents of respect? It's your boy, Trey Johnson, back with another episode of the No Disrespect Book Podcast. I want to give a special shout out to Georgia College, the Bobcats over in Millersville, Georgia, a place that I'm very fond of where the No uh, Disrespect Book Podcast was born. So always going to be a special place in my heart and all the the friends and extended family I made there. So uh, as we get into it, make sure to like, subscribe to the channel. Make sure you comment what you love, what you don't love, as long as you keep that respectful as always. And, you know, man, today you just kind of want to really touch on Wim the Wimby experience. You know, big San Antonio Spurs fan. I'm excited, man. I think everyone who is a San Antonio Spurs fan is excited at what this guy is going to bring Victor Wibinyama is going to bring to our team and for our future. And, you know, three game sample size, uh, one and two in those games. But I saw some things I liked, some things I didn't like. And so I want to talk about that a little bit. Then also just maybe some things I want to see from the San Antonio Spurs collectively um, going forward this season. And obviously, uh, if you're a fan of the show, you know, we're going to talk a lot about the Spurs this year, but just wanted to, you know, it might be a little short notice or, a little too soon, three games out of 82. But, you know, as exciting and the anticipation of seeing this guy finally play some meaningful regular season games, just couldn't help myself. Had to talk about some of the things I've seen. And so just kind of going with the games, Dallas Mavericks, we actually lost that game, but uh, 126 to 119. But you saw Victor Wimbyama, who struggled with some foul trouble early on, had four fouls. Um, in three quarters and then picked up a fifth foul really early in the fourth quarter and had to sit most of the game, but ended up with 15 points. Nine of those scored in the fourth quarter, uh, five boards, one block um, on a Kyrie Irving shot. He came all the way from the corner to block that um, and two steals. And so um, followed that up with a 21-point game, 12 rebounds. Uh, three block, three still performance against the Houston Rockets, which ended up being um, an overtime W, his first win as an NBA athlete in the regular season. Um, so really excited and happy for him, happy for the team uh, and the way they were able to, to battle back in that game against the Houston Rockets and to take that game over and, and win in overtime. Um, so it was kind of somewhat of a, a coming out party. Had some beautiful plays, um, had a stretch where I think he scored, what, five or seven points in a row. Um, and, and that's one thing you're going to see, and you've, we've seen early on this guy, with this guy. He can score in bunches when he puts his mind uh, to it. Ended up making the, the game-time basket that eventually ended up sending the game to overtime. Uh, beautiful move. Was glad Keldon finally got him the ball, and so he was able to make a, a beautiful move on Jabari Smith and get that game to overtime uh, where he kind of took over and, and the team took over. And then um, – Last night, you know, played, you know, first road game, playing the Los Angeles Clippers, PG, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, you know what those guys bring, uh, not just offensively, but defensively as well. And and there were some struggles there, but uh, finished that game with 11 points, five rebounds, uh, one block, one steal, and what was a 40-point loss uh, by the San Antonio Spurs to the Los Angeles Clippers. So, uh, as I always say, a game like that, you burn tape. I don't know if there's too many positives that you could take from that game. Uh, but, again, three games out of 82, one and two on the season. Uh, based on the three games, averages right now 15.7 points per game, uh, 1.7 assists per game, shooting a little bit under 45% from the field, 
uh, which I, I think will get higher as his teammates get to know him a little bit more, get him some easier looks. Uh, 23% from three, uh, that's going to have to get better. But if you actually watch the games, you, you see that a lot of those are kind of uh, bailout threes, getting the ball late in the shot clock. So maybe we'll see some some more actions, run some pin downs, or we're getting him some, you know, shots off the catch or off the pick and pop. We'll see how that goes. Uh, 7.3 boards, which isn't terrible, but uh, 1.7 blocks. So we knew that's what he was going to bring. Two steals, that's something I didn't really think. But I guess with him playing on the perimeter, uh, been doing well with getting his his hands into passing lanes and things like that. So currently, so currently averaging two steals on the season. Uh, but the stat I hate the most, the stat I hate the most right now is 4.7 turnovers. Got to clean that shit up. I mean, I get it. You know, some of those some of those turnovers were offensive fouls, uh, a few that I think shouldn't have been called offensive fouls, but it is what it is. But a couple of them were, you know, him trying to do a little bit too much off the bounce. I mean, look, these are the best of the best athletes in the world. And even some of the guys with the best handles can't just, you know, get their way to the rim a lot of times or move their way to the rim a lot of times with, the, with their dribble. So it's kind of like, you know, a guy his size just, hey, making a decision, he'll hit a move here or there, but just kind of trying to get to the rim, get into your actions a little bit sooner. So we saw some, you know, trying to go, you know, one-on-one with some smaller defenders off the dribble in between the legs some stuff like that. Uh, but averaging almost five turnovers, I think he had five turnovers in two of the three games. So thinking of some ways or maybe how we can clean that up throughout the season. Um, but, you know, just kind of want to talk about some of the things I did like and, that I expected from him uh, coming in. And I'll tell you, I knew he was going to make an impact defensively immediately. That was just kind of my feel for him. I always felt like his defensive game was going to make to make more of a difference early on than his offensive. Just because, again, even though he's playing on the wing, as a big guy, as a big you tend to need your teammates to kind of put you in certain positions for the most part. I mean, I don't think he's a guy like uh, a Kevin Durant just yet, or even a Giannis just yet, who just kind of has that brute strength that can really get from point A to point B uh, when they want to. But uh, defense was always going to be something that I felt like he was going to translate well pretty quickly. Um, He hasn't disappointed. I mean, you're seeing guys, some of the best scorers in this game, not even wanting to go at him. Um, I mean, there was there was a time where he was guarding Kawhi Leonard for a stretch last night, and Kawhi just wouldn't go at him. Like he wouldn't try to dribble into him, wouldn't go into his body, and I think that just shows the type of presence this guy has. You know, people think they want to try him until he's standing there, seven feet four inches tall, uh, with eight foot eight foot or eight feet wings eight foot wingspan. Sorry, I always get that confused, but eight foot wingspan, and. You know, it's not as easy as you think it is. And so you saw a lot of times guys were just deferring. They'll try to pass the ball. There was one instance, I think it was Norman Powell. He was going to the rim and saw Wimby and just threw the ball away. He was trying to get rid of it. Um, You saw some moments, obviously, with the three-block performance against the Rockets. You saw some moments where he was able to show his uh, defensive prowess um, as well as against um, Dallas. You know, it – it makes a difference. I'll tell you, it's night and day when he's in the game versus when he's not in the game defensively. Um, and I think that's a credit to him. I think that's also something as a unit or as a team we may we have to get better as. Uh, you don't want that significant of a drop off. Look, I get it. He's a phenomenal athlete, a phenomenal defensive player. But you're going to have to 
keep up a certain level when he's off the floor, um, especially in moments like against the Dallas Mavericks where he was in a lot of foul trouble. And so that just started to sway how we played defense. Couldn't be quite as aggressive, especially as a rim protector. So, but really pleased with what I've seen so far in three games. Again, it's three out of 82, but I think that's something that's going to remain consistent in the uh, in the Wimby experience. Uh, another thing I loved was he's not scared of the moment. Uh, you saw this versus the Dallas Mavericks uh, scoring nine points in the fourth quarter, putting us in that game, as well as against the Houston Rockets, helping us get to our first win. Uh, he's not scared to step in and step up when, you know, everybody knows he's the guy that has to lead us there. He says, hey, give me the ball. I'll do what I got to do. You need me to do a pull-up three-pointer? I'll do it. You need me to get to the basket? I'll do it. You need me to get to the free-throw line? I'll do it. You need me to make both, uh, you know, game clutch, a clutch block twice on Jabari Smith in transition? I will do it. And so to be that young and to already have uh, that aura about him and that mentality, uh, they say, hey, offense, run through me. Defense, they got to get through me. And I guarantee you they won't get through me. I love that about him. And I think that's something that while, you know, Tim Duncan wasn't wasn't the most boisterous person in the world, that was something that you knew, hey, on offense, we need a bucket. We're going through uh, old man Riverwalk. We need a stop. He's going to get that stop. And so those are some beautiful things that I'm starting to see from the Wimby experience that I love about him. He's not afraid of the moment. And, you know, as he gets to grow his offensive game, as he gets to grow his defensive game, this guy might be evolving into an unstoppable force right before our eyes. And so to see not just him having that mentality, but his teammates, uh, you know, allowing him to have that outside of the Dallas game, uh, Keldon and Jeremy, but we can talk about it another time, but you saw kind of in that Houston game where they were like, look, man, this guy's hot. This guy's ready. Give him the ball. And so I think as the team grows with him, they'll understand those moments as well. But for the most part, I think they've kind of understood that, hey, when he's the hot man, which is the Spurs way, the hot man gets the ball. And I think at some points, your superstar is going to have to get the ball. Um, and another thing I really like about him right now is his effectiveness around the rim. I like to see him around the rim a little bit more for a seven feet, four inch guy. But at the times he's there, whether it's, you know, doing some, you know, catching lives, you know, getting the ball in the paint, just kind of going over some folks, you know, getting some rebounds and kind of stuffing it in there. Uh, really like his effectiveness around the rim. And, and look, I get it. he's seven feet, four inches tall. He should be effective. So should I give, be giving him a cookie for pretty much doing his job? No. But if you've watched the NBA, as long as I have, you understand that there are some folks that are just big for nothing. They're tall for nothing. They have no idea what to do with the ball in their hands. And no, don't, they don't know what to do, you know, two feet from the rim. And so for him, again, to be so young, hasn't even really developed his post moves or things like that. He's just kind of doing things at this stage in his career. I like the effectiveness around the rim. I think that's going to help improve his field goal percentage that right now is a little bit less than 45%. I think his effectiveness around the rim is when guys start to get him the ball in certain positions where he can do his thing. I really like, uh, you know, where he's heading um, in that regard. Now, again, with some dislikes, Again, seven feet, four inches tall. Yes, he's averaging seven rebounds. Most of that was because of the 12 rebound uh, performance against the Rockets. I need him to be more of an effective rebounder. And look, I get it. He's playing more in the wing. A lot of times he wants to leak out for that 
you know, that big time highlight. But right now, the Spurs need him to be a better rebounder because we are a poor rebounding team. Uh, Zach Collins right now is playing center. He's supposed to be that last line of defense. But usually when he has to help out, you know, he's doing the drop coverage on defense, he contests who's going to be the guy to get that board. And, yeah, it could be the guards like Devin. It could be Keldon. It could be Jeremy to help out with that, push the offense. But at the same time, I think Wimby needs to be more involved in that capacity too. I get it. You want to leak out. But guess what? Maybe you get that rebound. You can push the ball. At the end of the day, you're still seven feet, four inches tall. So when you get to the rim, you can make plays. I actually saw him do a little bit of that against the Clippers yesterday. And that made me a little bit happy because I think he's starting to get it that, hey, I have to be a little bit more involved in the rebounding game. I get it. He only had five rebounds, but he didn't play a lot because it was a blowout. So I do think, you know, he needs to be more willing to get down there, help Zach out, help your teammates out. Or if Wimby's not the person, if that's not what they're telling him to do, I'm going to need some of the three other guys to kind of help secure the defensive possessions. I think that's more important than a highlight right now. Secure the possession first, and then we can get to what we're doing in the fast break and in the half-court offense. Um, I obviously talked about the turnovers. Uh, all, averaging almost five turnovers a game. I get it. It's only three uh, games, but last night was probably one of our worst performances I've ever seen. We had 20 turnovers, I think, in the first half. Not even the first half. I remember we had like maybe 14 or 15 in the first quarter. It was just bad basketball is why I say Brownie Tate. And I think part of that goes with, with Wimby to a degree because, hey, you have to, you know, get yourself in positions to where you're not having to do a lot of dribbles to get to the rim. And I think too many times we're, we're seeing him sometimes get the ball at the three-point line or kind of really far out. Um, you know, on the baseline and having to make a move here or there to try to get to his spot. And I would much rather him get the ball a little bit closer to the rim uh, more times than not, or if he's going to get the ball on the perimeter, get the ball on the move. So he has kind of an advantage on the defense. But, you know, we're going to need some uh, some better ball security from him, um, especially when we do go inside. You understand they're going to bring doubles. They're going to bring three guys. You got to make the right pass. You got to make the smart pass and you have to protect the ball. And so I'm, I know that's something that is driving Coach Pop crazy. I know that's something that hopefully is going to get fixed. Um, selling for threes. I told you he's shooting 23% uh, from three-point range. And, you know, I think he shot 27% in his French league. So it's not like I thought he was going to come here, lighten it up, shooting 40% from three. No. But I think there have been some bad shots where he's settling for the three-pointer. When he can kind of get into his move, get into the mid-range game, I'd like to see him do that a little bit more, not necessarily settle for the three. Also, I think part of that is because of his teammates. Uh, there were a lot of times they were just giving him the ball with three seconds on the shot clock, and he had to shoot a three. And so that's not really getting him in a good rhythm. Guys, when he does the pick and the pop, we got to get him the ball on that pop. There were times where, you know, we were running the pick and roll with Zach, and the defender was was rotating off of Wimby, and Wimby's open at the top of the key. We got to find a better way to get him the ball. Um, and sometimes, you know, maybe don't camp out at three-point line. Maybe cut to the basket off of that, and they can throw a lob. Who knows what, what can happen? But I, I don't want him selling for threes right now. I get that he's just running his game, but I, I just think we can get better shots sometimes in our offense, or we should look to get better shots. And so selling for threes, I, I don't really like it that much. I do think his – I think one, the amount of threes he takes 
as over the course of the season is going to is going to you know decrease. But I also think that percentage is going to increase because I think eventually we'll start getting him some more quality quality looks from three. Um, and last thing, and I put it under dislike, but I just want to see improve. I want to see more aggressiveness offensively. And look, I get it. We can talk, and, and I'll talk about this. You know, I want to see more plays designed for him, right? You know, I think now Pop's kind of using him the way he, he used the Tony, used the, um, used the Manu maybe, used the Kawhi, where plays weren't necessarily called for them or if or they might call you as the first option, so to speak, but it didn't always mean, meant score. I think that I remember, you know, early in Kawhi's career, Pop would mention that, like, you know, the biggest learning curve for Kawhi was understanding that just because I call a play for you doesn't mean it's for you to have to score all the time. And so once he, that kind of clicked for him, he became the player uh, we ended up seeing him become. And so, you know, I get it. He might not be wanting to do that much with Wimby, but – I want to see more design actions for him, but at the same time, Wimby, I think there's a level of aggression that um, you can put forth to get yourself in spots. You know, when we're rim running, really rim run hard. Get that guy on your back, seal him, get in position, get big, get that ball, slam it, slam it. Get him that deep into it or that deep into the paint. So a little bit more aggression in the rim runs, a little bit more aggression in the half-court offense. Um, and I think that's going to come with time. Uh, I know there were times in his French league where he can kind of go, you know, a quarter or so and not really get aggressive and then turn it on. Now, hey, at this level, we need it on. We need it on. Can't be off and on. Love what we saw late in the games against Dallas and Houston. But you saw when you really went against a team that's like that, we can't afford for our best player to kind of wait and lay back. So needs a little bit more. Um, aggression on offense, get some touches, get to the free throw line, things of that nature. Really looking forward to that as he progresses um, through the season. And so, you know, again, Spurs are one and two on the season, long season. Um, but there are some things, I think, as a collective that are uh, that are a little disappointing. Uh, one thing that's really disappointing is uh, Zach Collins right now and just his overall rim protection, he was a guy that we were going to start at the center position to kind of be, you know, that big guy, that big tough guy, that that protector, um, that bodyguard, so to speak, not just for Wimby, but for our defense as a whole, that last line of defense that, hey, he's going to get some blocked shots. He's going to make sure that guys are intimidated to go into the paint. And he just hasn't had that effect that, quite honestly, Wimby has had. Um, and I get it. I really want Wimby to have more minutes at center, but I get it right now with his body shaping out. They want to protect him. They want him to be a little bit more free. They don't want to put that responsibility on him. But if that's going to be the case, Zach is going to have to be a better interior defender than what he's been doing. He's going to have to uh, defend the pick and roll better than what he's been doing. So maybe that has to be our guards kind of being a little bit more tight on the ball, tight on that, that you know, on that pick point. Uh, when that screener's coming. So maybe it has to be a little bit tighter there. But something has to happen because uh, it hasn't been good. It really hasn't. Uh, offenses are just doing getting whatever they want inside. There was a point in the Houston Rockets game where they were just isoing um, Singun against him. And he, there was nothing he could do to stop it. And so what happens when we play the Nikola Jokic, the, the Joel Embiid's, the Giannis's of the world? 
Uh, I mean, it's hard to stop those guys as is, but if we're just going to give it to them easy, which is which is what it's been, honestly, uh, for opposing bigs so far this season, we're going to need better out of Zach Collins off or or defensively, and we're going to need better out of him offensively. Uh, if you're going to be there, we need you to you're out there because you're a phenomenal pass. Had eight assists um, last night, I believe. So he's still a phenomenal passer, but. We need you to kind of help get that that game going, get guys the ball where they can get it when we're kind of running through the big. I think we're doing too many post-ups for Zach right now, so I would like to see that change a little bit more. Um, and one thing that really needs to be impactful, if you're going to play with this lineup where you have Jeremy, who's not a strong shooter, Keldon, who's eh, he's kind of middle of the pack in terms of three-point shooting. You know what Devin's going to bring you, even though he's shooting 31% from the three right now, but you know he's a better three-point shooter than that. And Wimby is learning the three-point range in the NBA. We're going to need Zach to hit some threes. I mean, I think, he, I think he's one for 15 on the year or something like that. We're going to need him to shoot, hit some threes. Be confident in taking them. So he's been very confident in taking them, but we need him to start making them um, because – we're going to have to start thinking about these lineups, right? If our, if our center can't stretch the floor, it's going to be hard because Kelvin is not an ex, uh, extremely good shooter. Jeremy's not an extremely good shooter. Devin's a good, great shooter, but when nobody else can really stretch the floor, right, what do you think the defense is going to do? They're going to key in on his shooting ability, and that's kind of what the Clippers did. I, I, I didn't think he got really any open shots. So there was a lot of contest, and so we have to make the game easier for our guys. And so it starts with some guys being able to play their role better. Uh, so, Zach, you know, I need you to be better offensively and, more importantly, defensively. You are our guy, man. You got to you gotta protect that rim. So hopefully we get that. Uh, speaking of aggression, and I was talking about Wimby being uh, more aggressive. I think Devin Vassell has to be more aggressive. Again, you know, sometimes he can get caught sitting in the corner watching Jeremy and Keldon and whatever. No, that can't happen. He's our lead. He's our leading scorer. I think he's our best offensive player right now because he's a three-level scorer. He has to be more involved. He has to make it a point to be more involved. Um, I think one, he's he's a pretty good scorer again at three levels. But I also think he's a guy that's such a threat as a scorer that he's going to make things easier for the guys around him, especially Wimby, because um, he's one of two guys that has shown the ability to get Wimby the ball um, in the right positions. And so I want to see more actions with those two. Um, but Devin's going to have to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, I get it. Wimby's the number one overall pick. He's the, he's a superstar, right? But, hey, we need you to step your game up. You are you are our guy when it comes to scoring. We need that. Um uh, so, uh, Jeremy, you know, playing the point guard position, doing a little bit unconventional, you know, having our six, seven, six, eight uh, power forward essentially play um, point guard. And he, you know, he's shown some flashes of being good at it, but I think he's struggling right now to really understand the tempo and getting us in the offense uh, the way we need to be. Um, it's almost as if it's kind of like he's running offense on 2K where you come down, you run the pick and roll and you just try to pass it. We need a little bit more activity, need a little bit more aggression, a little bit more know-how. He missed uh, Wimby a few times off the lobs, kind of getting that ball. Stop thinking so much. Just play. Get it. Just kind of get it going. And so I want to see him play better. Look, I'm at the point where I want to see Trey Jones start at point guard, and it's nothing against uh, Jeremy. I just think 
you've seen how well we play when he's in the game, especially late in games. And so we just kind of we may just want that a little bit early on. But you take a defensive hit, not that Trey's a bad defender, but at six feet, he's a little or six foot one. I think he's a little bit undersized for some of the guards we're playing. Um, you saw like Russell Westbrook last night was kind of taking advantage of that matchup a little bit. So it makes sense as to why we would go with Jeremy kind of being a big guard. But Jeremy's going to have to work a little bit, get tighter on his handles, really get us in our play sets, man. That's really the big thing. Seems like everything is so hard right now. We need to get into play sets, make things easier for everybody involved. That's what our point guard is supposed to do. And so if he's going to have that position and be in that position, we're going to need him um, to start coordinating and conducting himself accordingly. Um, I'm of the mindset of I don't mind moving Zach to the bench or Keldon to the bench because I think Keldon right now is really trying to find his way a little bit. Uh, but I don't know. I'm going to trust Pop on this one, but it's three games in. Don't think we're going to make any changes anytime soon, especially tomorrow night against the Phoenix Suns. But – We'll see how it goes. Um, let me see what I have. Again, more Trey Jones, Wimby action. Um, I just think they play well, so well together. I think Trey has a knack, just that natural point guard instinct, right? To just get guys the ball. Uh, you saw, you see, he has that great connection with Wimby, but he's done a good job of getting uh, Charles Bassey into his spots, getting uh, uh, Chetty Osmond into good spots on three-point shots, doing a good job of getting uh, Doug McBuckets, Doug McDermott for you guys that don't watch, uh, in, in some good positions. And even when he's played with the starters, getting guys like Keldon um, and Devin in good positions. We saw that late in the Rockets game, just how everything just flowed really well. And that's not to say that Jeremy can't do it. We just We're just going to need you to do it a little bit sooner. Because while this is a year for learning, I do think this is a year for winning. I think the Spurs are trying to win 40-plus games this year and not be lottery fishing again. So those are some things that I would like to see, that I expect to see going forward this season. Going to talk a lot about the Spurs, man. Um, love it. But at the end of the day, and I mean no disrespect to my guys, Devin, Keldon, uh, Zach, Trey, Jeremy, but you got to feed the alien. You got to use them, man. You got to give them the ball. And that's no disrespect to y'all. Y'all are good players in your own right. But we have to find a way offensively to get our star guy involved. We got to find a way offensively to get Devin Vassell involved. Uh, find better ways to do that, more efficient ways to do that. Because right now, everything just seems, outside of that first quarter against the Mavericks, everything just seems so difficult, and you never want that to be the case offensively. Defensively, we got to be better. I feel like we got our defense, or at least on paper, our athletes are too good. We're too good to be giving up some of the things we're giving, B-lines to the basket, wide-open threes, offensive rebounds. That's That's been kicking our behind so far this season. We have to get better, guys. You know, protect the paint. Keep guys in front of you. Stop fouling. Secure possessions. Stop worrying about trying to leak out all the time. Secure possessions. Be more efficient offensively and defensively. Three games in, got a lot of work to do. One and two on the season. Hopefully we can go two and two tomorrow and three and two. Honestly, try to go one and two every game. That has to be the mentality and build up those positive habits 
Um, 15 of the next 17 are against teams that won 40-plus uh, games last season. So it's going to be a big test for us to see what type of team are we. Are we still a lot of the team? Do we have to add more talent? Or are we a team that can grow um, and are kind of ready for that next step of play-in, playoff contention? Remains to be seen. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And hopefully we're on the side of being able to contend for a playoff spot, which I believe we will. Anyways, as we end, look, I'm no professional. I'm just a guy with a voice. But, you know, it is. But as I say, you know, if there's anything I did to offend anybody, it's a good thing. It's an opportunity for me to learn. It's an opportunity for you to teach me. All I ask is that you keep it respectful. Peace.